University, your podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Back to the Berg, presented by the Podhub Network. Today is a small business spotlight, but it's also special because I'm talking to a friend of mine from college. Uh, today, He's from Brownsville, PA. We actually played one, college, or one high school football game against each other. We'll get into that. Uh, but he was also a classmate of mine at Bethany College. And unlike me, he played all four years of football at Bethany. That, that's a common theme on the show that I only played one year. But he also did track and field. And now he works in admissions as a – or he's an admissions rep at Wheeling University. But outside of that, he's pursuing a career as a personal trainer. And you could be his next client. So let me introduce you all to my friend, Byron Mares. Byron, what's up, man? What's up, man? How are you? I'm all right. I'm glad we get to talk today. Yeah, dude. Honestly, man, I've been following up on all your stuff on uh, on Twitter and everything, so I'm excited uh, to be on here. Dude, I appreciate that. But let's get into you. That's what the, that's what we're here for. We're here to talk <laughs> about right. Byron. So let's talk about growing up. You're from Brownsville, and I've I've said this a couple times on the podcast. I didn't know what was 30 minutes outside of like Beaver, PA. So yeah. like, tell me what it, what it was like growing up in Brownsville. Cause I never heard of it until we played you guys senior year of high school. <laughs> yeah. So for those that uh, don't know where Brownsville is, uh, we are located about, I would say, honestly, like 10 minutes uh, from Cal U uh, and then another you know 15 minutes from Uniontown. So we're like right in the middle of those two places. Uh, if you're looking at, at the grand scheme of things, we're about 55 minutes south of Pittsburgh. Um, honestly, man, uh, there really isn't much to do in Brownsville at all. Um, usually if there was anything, you would, we'd be traveling maybe to like Uniontown, Bill Vernon, um, you know, Pittsburgh, obviously, because, you know, 55 minutes, yeah. you know, from nothing isn't that far away of a drive. So, uh, you know, within Brownsville itself, literally nothing but to get in trouble. Like you yeah. and your friends are just riding around just doing stupid high school boy stuff. And that was about it. Yeah, man. I, I feel that. I mean, I was lucky to live in a small town with a little bit to do, but just, you know, I had friends, they lived, uh, it was Brighton township. It was like above mm-hmm. Beaver. And that's where it was like, okay, we have nothing to do, you know, and yeah. like, go hang out with our friends up there. We're like, what do you do? They're like, we kick rocks and throw sticks in the woods. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, no, like literally like <laughs> growing up, like depending on like who, like what crowd you was hanging out with kind of dictated like what you're going to do. Um, I say like, I grew up pretty diverse. So I was like hanging out with everybody. So one weekend I'm going hanging out, you know, in the backwoods of Brownsville, like having bonfires. And then next day I know, like I'm hanging out with kids, like just on the block, just like chilling, like, you know, just rapping. So, yeah, I mean, other than just like hanging out um, besides that, a lot of kids like will play basketball. Um, I will say that I'm not a hooper at all. Um, so I kind of just stuck to the sports that I knew and just working out and stuff like that. So let's, let's get into that. Let's get into the sports mm-hmm. that, you know, um, tell me what all did you play in high school? Cause I mean, obviously you get to college, you know, you kind of have to mm-hmm. find, like, okay, I'm really good at this. For you, it was football and track. But in high school, what all did you do? So in high school, um, same thing, uh, football and track all four years. And then actually I spent two years um, in high school playing soccer also. Oh, okay. So yeah. what, what uh, I was going to say something about soccer. I know nothing about soccer. <laughs> 
So tell me, like, what position did you play? And then we'll, we'll learn from there because you'll teach me. Yeah, so honestly, <laughs> um, I played soccer since I was four years old. Um, believe it or not, that was actually, like, my first, like, like passion, like, love okay. of the game uh, was, like, soccer. Um, I had a lot of great coaches growing up, and they uh, helped me out, getting me different tryouts for travel teams and stuff like that. Um, I was able to play my freshman year and junior year um, in high school. Uh, but basically, position-wise, I played everywhere from goalie, defense, midfield, striker. I'm uh, just all dependent on, you know, which game, uh, who we're going against, and what, like, our need was. Gotcha. So it's it's funny because, like you said, you started when you were four years old. Yeah. And, you know, I'm – you know, we're, we're around young parents like yourself. You're a young parent. As yeah. Well, and you're starting to learn things. And like when the kids get bigger and stuff, I was just on vacation with some family friends and they have a, they have a kid. I, I want to say he's around five or six. Mm-hmm. I think they're starting to get him into sports and they're talking about how soccer is actually really good for like hand, eye, like foot coordination. coordination. Yeah. And I was like, so that's why I played like two years of soccer <laughs> whenever I was six years old. <laughs> it's Just to weird. develop the skills. Exactly. And it's, yeah. I've never really saw sports as that as just being a way to develop mm-hmm. like normal motor skills. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'll definitely uh, touch base with it, you know, once we get you know towards the end with like my personal training, but Absolutely. that's one thing I'm like a big advocate for is multi-sport athletes. Um, just because like you said, it's weird because I think nowadays uh, people are doing a much better job at, you know, providing those informational, you know, uh, tidbits of, you know, motor skill development, athletic development, and even just like functional, you know, development. But like now, like you said, like now, like kids are just like, oh, yeah, like I'm playing soccer because I can barely walk on my toes right now. I can do this for that. You know, like there's little things like that um, and just looking at it. You know, like soccer, like you said, great for hand-eye coordination. Same thing with baseball. And then as you kind of start, you know, going up with different sports and like that, you know, football is great for, you know, all your biomechanics and stuff like that. So it is interesting to see like just the, like the information being provided, you know, for like those sports, even at such like a young age, like, like four and five. Yeah, absolutely. Now let's get into the two sports that you did go to college for. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about, how, how was it in high school? Like, were you always the star player? Were you always the star sprinter? Or did you also do yeah. field events? Did you throw? <laughs> uh, no. So we'll go with track. Well, let's start off with football just because okay. uh, football was kind of like the base of everything. Um, same thing, uh, like soccer. I played football you know, since I was like four, um, you know, growing up. Uh, believe it or not, I really wasn't the best experience starting off um, my freshman year. I actually quit with like three games left as crazy. That sounds, you know, somebody that, you know, was able to complete four years of college, uh, mm-hmm. but I just had terrible coaching experience and I just like really didn't enjoy it. But then that's when I found track. Um, I did one year in track in middle school. Cause that was the only time that it was ever provided uh, was middle school. So I did one year in seventh grade. And then eighth grade, I was just a little hooligan and I went to like two like conditioning practices and was just like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. I don't know why I just didn't stick it up, but I was like, I'm not going to do it. But uh, freshman year, um, 
like I said, just didn't have a good experience with football. Um, they like really tried to make me like a quarterback and I was just like five foot six, a hundred and like 40 pounds at the time. And I didn't have contacts or like, wore like rec specs. So I couldn't see. <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, yeah, dude, I don't think this is like a good option for me. Like also I never really played quarterback like growing up. I just had a lot of like, you know, bad runnings with, with my coaches and stuff like that. So fast forward to the springtime and uh, I joined the track team and I was just like, all right, I think track's going to be it because I mean, even though I feel like you can look at it as a team sport, but it's mainly kind of like an individualized sport, you know, yeah. unless you do like the relays, but you know, outside of that, you know, you do your individual event and it's either you're good or you're not, you know, it's either you're going to place or you're just there just to have fun. Uh, I started seeing a good bit of success um, in track. You know, I started off doing uh, the one, the two. I believe I did the four by one my freshman year, and I was a four by four runner. Um, then we got into sophomore year, um, went back to the football team, grinded everything out, stuck with it. Um, I remember my coach was just like, hey, like, you can be like one of the starting running backs, like, like we need you to really focus you know, just on football. You know, you're for me, I don't know how it was for you, but like being a sophomore here and that you could start, you know, you're just like, all right, I'm going to do whatever it takes then. Like, yeah. So I dropped soccer to the side and, and I went, uh, I didn't start running back until like week three. Um, just had uh, not the best coaching experiences, but dug it out, um, had some success, getting some good bit of carries and stuff like that. Um, I was a defensive starter uh, for the whole season. Fast forward, same thing, you know, uh, ran track, starting to place a little bit more, um, getting a little bit further into, you know, the qualifying rounds for for the Whippeals and stuff like that. And then I think my junior year was honestly my best year for football. Uh, I don't think we played you guys yet. I think we played senior we didn't year. Play, yeah, we didn't play you guys yeah. senior year. Yeah, so – I was having a lot of success um, in football my junior year. Uh, I finished the season uh, with 997 yards, uh, so three yards shy of 1,000 yards. I would have been our first 1,000-yard rusher at that time since, like, 2000. Uh, for some reason, they just quit giving me the ball at the last game and made me go play wide out. Why? I don't know because yeah. <laughs> if anybody knows me, I can't catch. <laughs> um so I was just like all right um so from that point that's when I started getting some some letters and interest uh, for college but at that time I was kind of focused with track mm -hmm. um I think my junior year I made a deep running into qualifications for uh, for the Whippules in the 100 uh, placed a lot throughout uh, the season I think our, within our conference I finished uh, second and the one and the two, I think our four by one team might've finished second. Also uh, senior year for football really wasn't the greatest. Uh, that's when we played you guys, uh, man, I still remember playing, playing y'all. That was literally the most miserable first game of my career. Um, was your quarterback name Darius wise? Did was that Darius the quarterback? quarterback? I don't know if Darius, no, Darius didn't play quarterback, but he was the running back. Was he the running back? Well, I just yeah. knew that kid had the ball, and yeah. <laughs> you guys put up like 
40 some points on us like at the in, in the first half that that game gave me my best highlight that i've ever had literally no, yeah no literally like literally the first game first play first offensive play of the game <laughs> i there was this kid i don't know who he was obviously but i just i was just like i'm gonna go balls to the wall like this is senior year i'm just going balls to the wall i grabbed <laughs> this kid and i'm like pushing him and next thing I know, we're 15 yards down the field, and I just buried his head in the ground. I'm like, that's the greatest thing I've ever done on a football yeah. field. I'm like, I, saying, this won't be topped. <laughs> that's play one of your highlight from there on out. Like, I'm going to nope. make this my first play. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Um, I'm putting, like, perspective for, like, the viewers. If anybody knows Brownsville, back when we were in high school, uh, we did not win a single game. So that's what, like, I had really – I was just, all right, I'm just here to play football, just yeah. do whatever I can. Uh, I don't remember my stats for my senior year just because they really weren't weren't that good and I wasn't, like, too worried about it or anything like that. Uh, fast forward uh, springtime for track. Um, like I said, this is why I love track because it's an indiv- individualized sport. And uh, had my best year. I still remember this. Uh, I remember before the season – um, my sprint coach had all the sprinters were like in a little circle and he was just like, all right, once you guys to pick a goal for the season, like something you can measure, like keep track of everybody's like, Oh, I want to run, you know, like a 12 flat. I want to run like an 11, six. I was like, I want to go to States. And he was just like, yeah, like, yeah, I get it. But like, you need to pick a different goal. I was like, I'm going to States. Yeah. And he was just like, like he knew, he knew I was stubborn. So he was just like, okay. Uh, going to the season, I think I only lost one, uh, one meet uh, in the 100. I came in second uh, in the one and the two against uh, a kid from Wash High. But from there on out, I was um, taken first, second, and third. I mean, uh, first in the one, two, and the four. Uh, broke my school's record. Uh, ended up running a 10 8 2 uh, in the 100 against kids from West Green. Um, and then ended up just chipping my way. Um, started just doing everything right. Everything started clicking. And then um, made it all the way to states. And I missed uh, state finals by, I think it was 0. 0.2, 0. 0.2 seconds. I missed it because wow. that states, um, I believe it. It's top – I think they took top three finishers and then the next two fastest times after that. And I think I got beat out. Um, I came in fourth in my heat, and then a kid ran, like I said, 0.2 seconds faster than me. So I just missed it uh, for senior year. Yeah, so I want to go back a little bit. Um, you said oh, yeah. You had- I- no, you're fine. Ramble all you want. <laughs> I just I saw an opening. I was like, I'm, I'm going to ask this question. But uh, you you said you had uh, issues with coaching in high school, and I think you know you talk to most kids. There's a lot of there's a lot of us that probably didn't see eye to eye with a coach or two mm-hmm. growing up, and it's like you know, there comes a time where it's like, why am I still doing this? And I yeah. Think in your case, it might be obvious, but I want to ask you, it's why, if you're having all this, like all these discrepancies and 
just having issues. It's like, why keep going? You know, yeah, not, no. not to put you down, obviously. No, no, like, no. Obviously, you did a lot of great things going <laughs> to state. Like, that's another great example. It's just you had dreams and expectations higher than your coach. And it's yeah. like, what can you tell a young athlete that's going through something like this? Like, what's the best advice you give to them? Uh, I mean, it's a little bit of a tough question, but to kind of answer the first part of why I kept doing it, yeah. Um, my grandfather is probably one of the biggest influences in my life. Um, somebody that's always been there to me, a father figure and stuff like that. And um, if you ask any of my friends and stuff like that, like they say, hey, like who's one person Byron looks up to? You know, if none of my friends say my pap, then they're really not my friends. They don't know me. So just being in sports, being involved, um, he's always been the one to take me to practices, tryouts and stuff like that. Um, even like in high school for football practices, like it was funny because like this is how like we always knew the time was when my pet would show up for practice. We're like, all right, we must be getting close to, to like three o'clock or whatever because my pep's pulling up. And he <laughs> would sit there for high school practice and just watch us practice. And uh, I mean, luckily enough, we only lived like five minutes down the road. So like it was no issue for him. But but just always being there in my corner and, uh, you know, give me the support that I needed. I just felt like it was more of a, I don't want to say like a tribute, but more like a, a homage to, to kind of be successful in sports uh, just because he put so much time and effort into me um, growing up, especially being, you know, much older and stuff like that. And uh, we always talked about it too, um, especially when I, I had my son, he always said, you know, like when I was kind of at that developmental age of, you know, working your, your position skills like that with like baseball and stuff like that. He's like, man, he's like, I was dang on 65 years old. You know, he's like, and also he worked construction. So like by the time he's done, that's a long day for him. So for me, it was just to keep grinding and, uh, you know, just be successful and uh, make him proud. And uh, for any kid that's honestly going through any situ situations like that, um, which there's definitely, I can probably say hundreds of kids that are going to, say, man, like, I just don't care for my coaches. I don't like my coaches or anything like that. Uh, to be honest, just you got to swallow your ego a little bit, swallow your pride, and uh, just keep putting in that work, keep grinding, because you have a goal that you want to meet at the end of the day. And I think you becoming successful is just going to prove to those coaches, you know, what they were doing wrong. So I think, um, you know, for those guys, you know, you just got to, Got to just keep grinding away and, and prove those those people wrong, you know? Well, I'll say this. You're a better role, role model than I would be <laughs> because I, there are many times uh, growing up and growing up and stuff with sports where it was like, you know, you had a coach do one thing and you just don't agree with it. I've, I've blown up on coaches growing up. I know I've seen a, this is the thing now that might've been a, a great answer that I gave. I don't want to get anything twisted. Like, <laughs> I definitely had my fair share of moments of, you know, blowing up on coaches and, and getting snippy, but also too, you got to think about it. You know, we were you know, 15, 16, you know, 17 years old. You know, we think that we're 10 feet tall and yeah. we know everything. And also too, like, I don't know how you would consider yourself, you know, on your team. Uh, I would imagine you would consider yourself almost like a captain, like, you know, at least on like the offensive line, 
I like you to know? think that, but I don't think anybody else saw it. <laughs> but still, you know, like you kind of are like put in those positions and stuff like that. And, and you, sometimes it just happens, you know, cause you just have so much passion and emotion during the game that you really don't know how to control it at that young of an age. Now, like looking back at it, like I compare the way I responded to things in college, comparing it to high school, you know, it's just, it's two different worlds in a sense, you know, so you really can't be like, yeah, dude, like, I don't think I really was, was the best, you know, me back then, but, but that's the thing. You really weren't you back then, you know, you're a completely different version of you. So that's what I mean. Like it's going to happen. Um, now, now if a coach, a coach is going to know like why you're blowing up at him, you know, like if it's, a, if you let up a big play and, and the kid's emotional or something like that, like you kind of got to realize like, Hey, like this kid might blow up on me, but in turn, you got to be like, okay, I can't blow up on him. Like, you know, I need to let him cool off. And if that kid respects you at the end of the day, as a coach, he's going to come up to you and be like, Hey coach, like I was in the wrong, you know? And like, I had incidents like that, you know, with my coaches where I was just like, yeah, you know, I, you see where I was coming from. Right. And they're just like, yeah, like just go in there, go make a play. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, so that that's the type of things you kind of got to look at it nowadays, you know, with us being, you know, a little bit washed up and retired. Yeah. Well, let's you, you probably still have some left in the tank. Me on the other hand, <laughs> I've, I've been sitting on the couch too long. So no, let's no, get into I, your college days, no. our college, our collective. Yeah. Days. So we met, when did we meet? We didn't meet in orientation. That's when I met, I met our friend, Willie Cantor's. Okay. On the football team, that was we got yeah. at a time, and man, we all just that pack of us freshman year. Oh yeah, it was a just, it was a group. Yeah, it was a we, group for sure. Because I was hanging out with Willie because I'd met him. Uh huh. And turns out it was like he was friends with Nate. He was roommates with you. And you uh huh. Six people in like that one suite or whatever it was. Yeah, in Cochrane. And, we all just hung out there and like Cochrane yeah. was the place to be. I was the only one that didn't live in Cochrane. I had to always walk yeah. over and hang out. But let's talk about that. And um, what was it like, you know, transitioning for you into the college football space? Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I would say a little bit of my sophomore year, but definitely junior, senior year, I would, I was like the big fish you know, in the small pond for my high school, you know, I was the, the star player, got the special treatment. And, you know, if Byron didn't want to do this, like we didn't have to, or, or if Byron got hurt on a, on a rock in the middle of our crappy practice field, like we're moving sides on the practice field. Um, but I wasn't one of those kids that, that thought that, you know, during the time, um, you know, I just grabbed my hard hat. I kept working. So when I, had the opportunity to play in college you know I was kind of studying the roster like all right let's see like how I'm going to stack up like what's my chances looking like this and that and um you know I was kind of looking at things I was like you know what like I come from an 0-9 program Um, I'm a freshman I was like I'm definitely not going to start I was like I'm probably not going to be a number two and then I remember when uh, Coach Garvey and, like, the rest of the staff was talking about, like, you know, you can make the travel squad. At this point, I was just like, probably not going to make the travel squad. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to show up, just work, just train, practice, you know. I'm not going to be one of those arrogant kids that think, like, 
these coaches owe it to me. I was like, I'm just going to come here and learn. Remember during camp when we had to do our, like our little testing and stuff. I think I tested pretty good. Um, I can say in my group for, I think we split it up defense and offense, if I'm not mistaken for the bench. Uh, I remember I came in right at the end cause I had to fill out some paperwork, but I remember um, there was 225 and 185. And uh, I remember I hopped on 225 and I busted out for like 15 reps and I went in as a corner. So at the time I was only like 165 pounds. I busted out for 15 and I had a pretty good 40 time. And then, like I said, I was just eager to participate in everything. And next thing I know, boom, you know, I'm like a, a third string on, on special teams. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, you know, just kept working. And next thing I know, boom, I'm like a number two guy on, on some special teams. Next thing I know, I'm on the travel squad. And I was just like, man, at one point during camp, I thought I was going to quit. I remember I called my papa. I was like, man, like, I don't think Dude, this is too. for me. me yeah, too. I was like, <laughs> I was, I don't think this is for me. Like, like, this is cool and all, but I think I might might just run track. Just focus on track. Just run it. My papa was just like, hey, he's like, you made it this far. Like, just keep trying to grind it out. And he was like, if you don't want to do it, if it's not for you, like, fine. Like, I, I respect your decision, but I was like, all right, I'll just keep going. And the next thing I know, like, School starts first week of, of game planning for a Mount Union. And uh, I made the travel squad. And I was just saying, all right, like this is cool. And I remember we, it was away at, at Mount Union. And by far, probably the best game day experience I ever had, despite the outcome. But I remember driving through um, Alliance, Ohio, about to get on campus. And it looked like college game day. Yeah, Kids out playing cornhole. Like big old tailgate. Meanwhile, it's like only eight o'clock in the morning. I'm like, this is wow. Like, like, this is really like college football. I was like, this is, I feel like I'm about to play like Alabama or something. I was like, <laughs> I was like this is cool. And uh, got my chance to get in for some playing time, like third quarter. Uh, we were already getting blown out like 40 to zero at this point. So it really didn't matter if, how, how bad I messed up. The image was done. But, um, you know, just did my thing and kept practicing good. And then I think by week three, uh, coach Upton took a chance on me and made me a starter on kickoff return. And I showed that I could just do my assignments and stuff like that. And I went from starter on kickoff return to starter on kickoff. And then I think I ended up starting on punt return to a freshman year. So that was kind of like my transition. I was just like, all right, this wasn't, wasn't so bad after all. And, I just try to stick it out from there. Yeah. See, for me, it was like we did the weightlifting tests, right? Uh huh. I was the only lineman that did the 185 because I wasn't strong enough to do 225. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is that was the turning point. Like, ah, I'll stick it out for the rest of the year, Dad. But that, I don't, I, this ain't, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny because, um, me and John Lee, we always talk about this because he still gets mad. He was like, yeah, dude, he's like, I remember. At this point, because he went, went before me, he was like, I was the only DB to touch 225. And he's like, I got it for four. And he's like, man, I, I thought I was like a big shot. And he's like, here comes your little strong self busted <laughs> out for, for 15 reps. And he's like, I was mad. I was like, you got to step your game up a little bit, dude. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. But no, that was definitely like, 
Because like I, I'm not a big weightlifter anyway. Like I, I was yeah. never into that stuff. I knew it was what I had to do for sports. But then I got in that weight room with all those guys, and everybody's like super hyped up. And I'm like, no, this is I don't do this. Like <laughs> I don't get hyped up to lift. Like I yeah, no, no. <laughs> See, I was I was always the opposite. Um, I was like I started lifting with my uncle in I think it was like seventh or eighth grade, and then I don't know. I just always stuck with it, and even I remember. My freshman year of high school, after um, after I quit, for there's like almost like three weeks left of the of the season, I still would just go in the weight room and I would work out. And I remember like the coaches were like like mad. They were still like mad that like I wasn't playing football. They're just like, you can't be in here. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is like the school weight room. Yeah. They're just like, no, this is only for the football players. I'm like, all right, whatever. But then I would like just still still lift. So that was always one of my go tos. I always enjoyed lifting regardless. Well, I would hope since now you're a personal trainer. Right. <laughs> yeah, let's I definitely, let's definitely continue enjoy it. with your, your college path. Um, how did I think we kind of know how football turned out for you? You were a phenomenal player. Um, did very I will, well. I will appreciate that compliment. I think other people would say, say differently, but I will take it. Hey, you're one of my friends, so you're phenomenal. Let's... All right, I appreciate it. I appreciate the slight bias that you have in there. <laughs> well, hey, I, I'm not, I'm not a traditional media guy. I'm allowed to have my biases. All right, yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> definitely, definitely, if it's towards me. But uh, talk about track and field a little more in college. What was that like? You already mentioned Coach Upton. I think he was yeah. also the track coach. Yeah, so he what was. was that, what was that experience like in college? Yeah, so um, even I kind of go back just being able to participate uh, in both football and track was a big decision. Uh, when I was deciding on schools, uh, that was like probably like the third question I would ask every like college recruiter. Uh, I remember coach Boscat was my recruiter and um, he told me that coach Upton was the head track coach also. So I'm like, all right, cool. And I remember at orientation, um, this was the first time that we met because when I came for a visit, uh, he was traveling for track, obviously. So first time I met him, introduced myself and we're talking and he was just real honest with me. He was like, Hey, he was like, I got a spot open on, on, on a four by one team. He was like, it's yours, but like, you got to work for it. And I was like, all right. I was like, say less. And I was like, I'll definitely work for that. And like I said, did my research. Uh, they had a pretty successful four by one team the year before. And um, I was the only uh, freshman male sprinter. Uh, that year and um I think after having a pretty successful indoor season uh for myself uh, I got thrown on onto the four by one team also but uh, indoor and outdoor wise well indoor wise I um I think I placed I placed in the 60 if I'm not mistaken uh fast forward to outdoor uh, I actually had a terrible ending to my outdoor. Um, I pulled my hamstring in the prelims for the 100. So I had a terrible time with that. And uh, I looked like Ricky from Boys in the Hood when I crossed the, the finish line. It looked like I got shot in the back. <laughs> and uh, there was a thing. There's a rule. Um, I don't know if it's all schools are like this. I would imagine all colleges are. But if you qualified for an event or I think, or I think if you're participating in an event, you have to compete in it. So since I qualified 
for the finals for the 100, I had to compete. Like I couldn't have no contest. So here I am with like a pulled hamstring, literally like less than 24 hours had it wrapped up. And I was just push up and was just like, Hey, look, he was like, just go ahead, get in the blocks and just jog. He was like, that's all I need you to do. He's like, we're going to get points regardless, just jog. And I saw another kid that qualified, just got off running the 400. I looked and I was like, I can beat one person. I'm going to beat this cat right here. So, yeah. <laughs> so I made sure I busted out a decent little little 100 and I made it. But uh, no, freshman track year was, was decent. Definitely had ups and downs um, for our four-by-one team. I just had a lot of injury bugs and stuff like that. Uh, but it was honestly a great experience. Um, I offer uh, indoor. Uh, we competed as a four by two team. Uh, we broke the school's record. Honestly, this is one of my favorite memories just because Coach Upton is just a funny dude. Uh, took us to Baldwin Wallace. Um, it was just like a small little meet. It was, I think it was a Friday meet. Um, and he was just like, yeah, he's like, the guys that are on the four by two team uh, that have a four by two record, he's like, I don't want them up there anymore. He's like, so we're going to beat it today. And I remember it was uh, me, uh, Umar Moore, uh, Kyle Minger, and Andre Butler. And so I was the only only freshman, I think two seniors. I think Butler might have been – I think he was only a sophomore. But Yeah, I think he was younger because that's the only name I recognize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, uh, Umar was, was a really good, uh, good athlete. He was the kicker too. He was the kickoff kicker mm. our freshman year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was an All-American triple jumper. I think he had all the – basically all the long and triple jump records until uh, Babacar came our sophomore year. But he was a heck of a runner. I think Kyle has – I think he has the two and the 400 meter for both indoor and outdoor. So just right off the bat, like being around those two guys uh, was a great experience. And then having Butler there, um, basically who was – right underneath Kyle Minger. I was like, yeah, this is fun. And uh, we ended up, I think we broke that record by like four seconds or something wow. like that. So that was a great experience. But um, yeah, dude, honestly, I just loved it. Just being around a lot of great people, um, being able to compete in that uh, was a great time for sure. Now we're going to get back to sports, but I feel like I have to ask you, what was your favorite thing to do at Bethany? My Whether favorite thing to do? whether it's on the weekend or what, because that's, this is something we can relate on. We can explain to the people how great Bethany was Dude. at times. <laughs> no, I definitely think we caught it at the right time for sure. Yep. And, and the coaster of fun, I think on that roller coaster of fun, we used catching it right at the, at the tippy top. We were and at then, the end of the old school era. Of yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Honestly, I would say going above us. Like, when you think about about Bethany, at least for for us, like, Bubba's at its peak. Like, there's nothing like better than it. You know, even like just for like a chill night. I remember countless nights that me, Wagon, and Zach Lowe would just hang out at the bar, just drink a pitcher and just like chit chat with each other. Yeah, it's not even a party. It's like it's yeah, just a place it, to go. Literally, like it would be like a Thursday night where there's nothing going on. And it's just like us three and like the five pipeliners that are randomly there. Yeah. Just hanging out, <laughs> just like drinking a couple brews. Like I think that was probably one of the best times 
Um, but besides that, dude, believe it or not, I was kind of like of a homebody. I was a little bit of a lame. I would just stay mm-hmm. in my room. Like, okay, don't lie, kinda... Tyron. <laughs> we both went to the same party. <laughs> That's true. But but now let's think about it. When you saw me at those parties, it depends on on which parties. But I was usually just hanging out, posted up. I would just no, have my little. Not wrong there. Well, every, every occasion, I, I would be a little. I would have some extra fun, but <laughs> but overall, but I was no, just hanging we, out. You're right. We were lucky to have Bubba's, and Bubba's was like I said, that's part of that old school era of yeah. You know, there's an agreement with the school. It's like we don't want these kids traveling and drinking. So let yeah, them I mean, stay here. You know, it's yeah, it's definitely it was like very a cool much aspect. just yeah, it was just looking out for the people in the community, really. Yeah. Also, too, it's just like like one just like hanging out with with like Harv and, and Chuck and Carla yeah. like just added just a I don't know it was I don't know it's like unique it's a very unique experience to have it's like that's where the community like came together yeah whether, like, whether the townies liked it or not that's <laughs> yeah I mean like like there's really like no true way to like explain it like it's just something that you have to experience like yourself yeah because that was like one of the cool things like I would always invite my friends from back home to come up and like none of my friends like end up going to college, but they would come up, have like our little pregame and then boom, had the bubbles. And it's just like, yeah, this is cool. Like, yeah, like, you really, you guys can really do this. I'm like, yeah, man, like this is what we do every weekend. Just come down, hang out. And then like, you kind of just knew like clockwork, like certain points. Like that's how you can kind of gauge like how the night's going to go or like where you're at. Like, all right, Cody singing karaoke. All right, like we're we're at a good point right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's still it's a it's still rising to the peak, and then and something crazy happens, and you're like, all right, things are about to go. All right, closing we're time. Going, we're either going to right. Sigma Nu or Beta. It's <laughs> yeah, like we're let's go Sigma Nu. Oh, dude, I I don't know if you remember your first time in Sigma Nu, but I remember my first time in Sigma Nu, and it was. As an 18-year-old, it was jarring just stepping into that house. And like it's just like it's a really nice house. And it's just like yeah. no hold barred. Like nobody cared. Yeah. You know, I, guess, I, I don't know. Like I remember I went down like to their basement where it was like mm-hmm. they tried to have like a like a neon vibe. And it was like they had like two black lights. So it's like one corner's lit up and the rest of it's pitch black. So it's like yeah. And, and then they like, had the other room with where they, they would have the pong set up. And I remember mm-hmm. playing pong over there. And I was playing with this one kid who was he was uh he was in Delt. And I was, he was older than me, obviously. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool, blah, blah, blah. And then the next year he's like a GA for um like the Greek, like with Gooch, yeah, doing stuff with Gooch. And I'm like, I've seen this guy wasted before. Like and he's, yeah. he works with the school now. Like, yeah, like, like that's yeah, when like, reality finally hit me. It's like, oh, uh-huh. okay. It's normal people do this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, how does this work? Like, yeah. <laughs> I just swore I saw this dude singing Carrie Underwood last night. Now he's like telling me I have to fill out these papers. Like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. I would say like Sigma Nu definitely had like that old school fraternity vibe, like Absolutely. with aesthetics. Yeah. Like it's just a big old house. It was literally animal house. Yeah. Like that was what it was. Yeah, wooden floors and like there's four floors. It was, yeah, like definitely like an old school like animal house vibe for sure. Yeah. 
for sure. Now let's get back to you specifically. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about you. How, what did you, what did you graduate with? Like what was your degree? And then what was your pursuit from there? Like, did you have someplace in mind that you wanted to go to, but you still had to like work it out or did you have a job set up? Like what, what, how, what got you to the point you're at now? And then we'll get into your personal training. Yeah. So, um, I actually graduated with a marketing degree. Uh, it's funny because wait, I wait, have, wait, you it, were in the communications it, department. No, no, see, I, I wish I was in the communications. Okay. I was in the business side of things. Uh, I, I didn't know until senior year that there's two different marketing tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. That's what you so, said that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. I had no idea until I think literally it might've been like a couple weeks before comps that I found oh. that out. Uh, it was Neil Woods because me and oh, Neil Woods yeah. for like the last like two semesters, I think we had almost like eight classes together, but he's just like, Oh yeah. No, like, Oh no, it was, um, it was Josh Lanera. That's who it was. Yeah. Josh Lanera was in the calm part. Cause we had like, like, yeah, like eight classes together. And he's just like, Oh yeah, no, like I'm in the communications track. I'm like, there's a communications track, but yeah, no. So I graduated uh, with a business marketing degree. Um, I absolutely hate my degree um, as we'll kind of get into it a little bit later, yeah. but. Hey, I felt the same way after graduating and like, I do yeah. something that I like doing, but it's not exactly what I like doing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Do I feel anything like anything with my degree at all. Yeah. I've been thinking about this. Did you like, I feel like after you graduate and you get your degree, you just feel like regret. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that, like, no, okay. So that's, actually, a normal, that's a normal thing. <laughs> yeah. No, like mine actually happened like way before graduating. So I'll kind of like okay. go into it and then you can kind of like, you know, pick and choose the questions you want. But <laughs> it was my uh, junior year and I was sitting in corporate finance and I was like, wow, I absolutely hate this. I, I hate finance. I hate accounting. I hate numbers. Like I do not want to do this for the rest of my life. But then I was just like, this is literally like spring of my junior year. Like I can't change my major now. Like I'm SOL at this point. Mm-hmm. So um, my wife at the time, we're basically just sitting there like talking and she's just like, Hey, like you really enjoy like working out and fitness. Like, why don't you make like a fitness Instagram? And I was like, no, nah, like, that's kind of like stupid. Like, I don't want to do that. So like one day, I think I, once again, I was sitting in corporate finance. Uh, she texted me, she went to a branch school, of uh, Ohio university. Um, it's a little bit past St. Clair's for OUE. And she texted me while she was in class. She's like, Hey, I made you a fitness account, like on Instagram, like here it is. And I was like, all right. I was like, sure. Thanks. And uh, basically from that point, it's kind of how I started getting involved in personal training. But, uh, from my actual, my other career standpoint, uh, once we graduated, I literally applied for any and every job uh, just because, you know, we were fresh graduates. Um, my son was two months old at this point, and I was like slowly moving into my soon-to-be mother-in-law's house. So I was like, all right, like, I just need a job. I was applying for literally everything and anything. Um that's when I kind of slowly got into personal training a little bit more. Um, but I worked there and planet fitness on the weekends, 
Uh, Planet Fitness is a terrible place to work at. It's not <laughs> that great. Hated it. Just because whatever shift you interview for, like that's the shift you get. So they only had a so weekend what, shift. I was going to say, when did you go yeah. in? <laughs> yeah, it was a weekend shift. So I literally worked every single weekend. But I mean, like the silver lining of it was like the other five days, like I was at home, like with my son. Yeah. Like, but that's not really like the best like life or like for your finances. But like I said, I was still looking for jobs, like actual like career jobs. And then I saw, I don't know if I saw it or if my wife saw it, but Wheeling University was hiring a director of residence life. I believe it was. And um, I applied for it, got called in for the interview. I walked in and the person interviewing me was Andrew Lewis. Oh, good yeah. old Andrew. Yeah, so Andrew was- uh, Formerly of in, Bethany College. Yeah, so like you just said, uh, me and Andrew had, had ties from Bethany. And then also um, his husband does cheerleading choreography and he- worked with my wife um my wife's also a cheer coach so they kind of worked together so i had like be basically like double ties yeah and i was like all right interview for the position and um basically andrew was just like hey like you have to like stay here on campus like i know you just had a son and this and that and at this point i was just like be like i just need a job like yeah I'm okay. right. i was like i'm okay like i'll live in a dorm like it doesn't matter like I'm actually trying to get out, you know, <laughs> but uh, he was like, Hey, like there's another position open on campus for an admissions counselor. He's like, would you be interested? I was just like, yeah, like, sure. I was like, he's all right. He's like, I'll set up the interview and uh, we'll kind of go from there. So I think it might've been no more than like a week later, I interviewed for the admissions counselor position. And I think maybe three days later, they called me, offered me the position. Uh, actually, I, when I first started there, I was a graduate um, admissions rep. So I was working with like the graduate programs, like the MBA, MSN program. So we got a fresh, you know, 22 year old out of college trying to help, you know, grown people like get a yeah. master's degree. And I was like, <laughs> all right. But at this point, like a job was a job. Um, a couple months later, the one admissions counselor, he um, left to become the head track coach. So there was a, a position opening. We interviewed a couple people. Um, our whole office actually sat in on the interviews. And I'm not going to lie. Um, I was playing chess, not checkers. And I made sure we picked a person that I knew would go into the, the graduate position so I could move down. And luckily enough, like three people in our office voted for her. And that lady got hired. So we actually, I took the open position and she took the graduate role. And from that point on, I've been working with the um, undergrad population. So basically all incoming freshmen. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I, I wanted to say this for the end, but I was talk about it now. I saw recently, I think you posted it or somebody had posted it that you kind of like everything kind of comes full circle. You were giving a tour to some potential students who I believe they were coming from like, they were athletes. And like you were giving them a tour of the school, and it's like uh, the uh, it was the like Allegheny you, youth, yeah. yeah. And it was like you kind of. It was cool to see because it seemed like, you know, you're a kid who was an athlete. It was, uh -huh. you know, you like you said, you went through the picking a college mm -hmm. process, and now you're helping these other young athletes. Yeah, 
find their home for the next four years mm -hmm. and it just seemed like a really cool experience that you, you were able to be a part of yeah no so um i actually kind of lucked out with that situation um that program the allegheny youth i think it's, yeah the allegheny youth development program um i believe it's in like the the pittsburgh inner city um area um i know the guy his name was a uh, coach chris taylor I think the other guy, his name was uh, Coach Montgomery, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, two very great individuals. Um, I definitely respect and enjoy everything that they're doing um, just because uh, as we get into it, I'm really big in uh, helping the youth um, in all aspects. So they at Coach, um, Coach Chris reached out to the offensive coordinator at Wheeling because um, they've been kind of networking and stuff at camps and stuff like that. And um, he said that he wanted to bring his kids, uh, his youth kids that are all middle school age, I think uh, sixth through eighth grade. And, um, they try to take them out to different colleges and just get them exposed to different environments like that. And um, Coach Nemo, our, our OC at Wheeling, he uh, reached out to my director and said that they got kids coming and they would like to have a tour and stuff like that. And my director knows that if it's anything like athletic related, like I'm the go-to guy. Yeah. So um, <laughs> she basically like gave it to me, told me, put it in my calendar. And uh, honestly, I was very fortunate for that day just because it is crazy how you are gifted things like that. Um, I was having a, a pretty rough day, um, you know, just personally. And uh, I kind of completely forgot that I had that just with things I was kind of going through um, the last couple of days. And uh, literally, like, hanging out with those kids and seeing them, you know, get so involved and enjoying it, you know, they were asking questions that high school kids don't even ask when they come on tours and stuff like that. So it really was a very great experience, like you said, um, kind of goes full circle, um, you know, one athlete to another athlete, just yep. being able to help these kids kind of get ready and give them some things to think about. Now, I know most of them got, like, another five, six years to start really thinking about this, but like I said, nowadays with more people getting into it, uh, getting more adapted, giving them these kids information like that and exposing them, I think they'll start remembering more stuff like that. So it definitely was was a great time for sure. Yeah. Now let's get into your personal training. I yeah. believe I saw – it may not have been you. It may have been somebody else. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But you were working – did you always work at Planet Fitness or did you work in another gym as well? So – I currently am working at another gym. Uh, okay. I started off at Planet Fitness. It was strictly, I guess you would say like, I don't want to say customer relations, but like I was just like a front desk person, just yeah. front desk, stuff like that. So during that time too, um, I applied for a position. I, it was just like a coaching position or like personal trainer uh, called OV CrossFit uh, yeah. right in St. Uh, Clairsville. Was, yeah. So I started off there and uh, basically the owner, well, now my boss, um, he was just like, yeah, like, I want to make this place more than a CrossFit gym. Like, I want to kind of give it a little bit more diversity. He's just like, I'll give you the platform and everything that you need. Um, he's like, basically, you just have to do everything, you know, on your own uh, from a marketing standpoint and stuff like that. He's like, I'll help, you know, I'll pay for what I can, this and that. And I was just like, all right, cool. Yeah. So I've been working there for the last is it two years now at OV CrossFit. And, um, just kind of been doing like personal training and, and group classes and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I remember seeing a post that you made. I don't know if it was on your personal Instagram or your uh, 
fitness Instagram, but you were training these kids and it was like, you mm-hmm. know, I think you may have said in the post, like, oh, we're supposed to be training for like this sport or that sport. You're like, sometimes you just got to move and like you would have them running around doing tasks. And it's like, oh, yeah, it doesn't always have to do with the sport. Like you can all, you can do whatever to stay active and fit especially as a kid. And I think growing up, I, to me, at least it was like, okay, the only time I can really be active and fit is if I'm playing a sport. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you're giving kids another option. It's like, you don't have to be playing football. You can go do this. You can go do that. Yeah. So, um, no, honestly, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, just with all like the research I've been doing and stuff like that. And just looking at, what I like to call long-term athletic development um, is that free range of play uh, that, you know, you and I used to do when we were, you know, younger, you know, you probably, you said you have an older brother, right? Yeah. Or we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. So like you and your brother were probably like in the backyard, you know, when you guys were like five or six or whatever, like running around playing tag or you're in the neighborhood, you know, jumping over sticks and stuff like that. Like nowadays kids just want to come home. They throw down their backpack, get on Fortnite, get on Apex, playing COD, whatever the case may be. It's like what Terry Grissetti said, the, the one yeah. uh, interview that you had mentioned to me. He said, we live in the era of finished basements. basements. Yeah. So these Not kids like have a place inside their house to just go do whatever they want. They don't have to go outside. <laughs> yeah, no, like literally like. That's why, like, when me and my wife were looking for houses, like, that was, like, the big thing I wanted. I was like, yeah, we need, like, a finished basement, like, <laughs> something. But, I mean, in turn, like, I am fortunate enough that, like, my son, like, he lo- he's only two, but, like, he loves being outside. Yeah. Like, we can literally, like, throw him outside and, like, he'll play all day out there. But, like, nowadays, like, kids really don't – they don't want to do they stuff do like that. that. Or even if you look at it from, like, a school perspective, like, the kids barely have recess nowadays – if they do have recess, like now with like after COVID, like they really can't do much. Plus it's you know, like they now can't they, do have, it. Yeah. they have iPads, they have laptops. Like me, yeah. I, we grew, like I, I got an iPad in high school towards like, it was like the last two years of high school, we had iPads. It was like, you'd see people yeah. out at recess or whatever, you know, they give us 15 minutes uh-huh. to go outside, play hacky sack. That's what we used to do. But yeah. You see a bunch of other people like sitting on their iPads, just doing whatever. And yeah, like, this is the beginning of the end of an era. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why even nowadays, like, like I remember, like, I would have personal training sessions with like eight and ten year olds, and like they're waiting, and they're just playing on their phone. I'm like, so you got a phone already? Right. He's like, yeah. Like, what do you mean already? I was just like, dude, like I didn't have a phone until like I was in like high school. <laughs> and meanwhile, like I had like an iPhone six, and this kid's like looking at me with like the iPhone twelve Max Pro with you know, this LED lighting and this and that. I'm like, geez, like, you kids, like, really got it, like, made, I guess. But, yeah, no, so that's the one thing, like, I really try to introduce um, to kids is kind of like that free range of play just because if you really break down, you know, kids playing, there's so many translatable movements that you see even in professionals. And that's why I think if you kind of look, I would say maybe, like, probably mid 2000s like the type of athletes that there were most of those guys were out playing in the streets you know they're playing if it was like bo jackson for example yeah that's exactly what i thought of yeah like one of my favorite (laughs) athletes like 
Like you watch that 30 for 30, like this dude is basically a superhero as a kid because he's out throwing rocks, he's dropping cricks, you know, he's running around. Or even if you look at, I always like to use this, this, oh, excuse me, use this example. Like if you look at kids that kind of grew up in like project developments, project housing, like if you go to any of them, like you always see kids playing like touch football yep. or they're playing pickup basketball. And then once those kids usually get to high school, like if hopefully they make it that far, like those are usually your best, best athletes because they have that, that natural ability of like free play yep. and now they can use it as like a structure. So that's why I really try to instill it in the kids um, just from like a youth standpoint, obviously as they get older, you know, we kind of tweak a few things and we start focusing more on, on like weightlifting and sprint mechanics and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Now, obviously we just went over everything you do with the kids and it's great. Uh-huh. It's you do a great job from what I've seen on uh, social media. You're doing a great job with that. But what do you offer to like a young athlete, like a 13 to 16 year old athlete or someone who may be going to play college football? What do you offer in the fitness realm? Yeah, so um, basically what we're going to be looking at is going to be more of a strength conditioning um, type of structure. So basically what you see, you know, guys from Pitt, Alabama, you know, that type of weightlifting program. Um, and the reason why I do this is because I don't know how your weightlifting program was when you was in high school, but I remember we had like amateur bodybuilders, like do our like workout plans. And it's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like, that's, those are good workouts. Like if you want to be a bodybuilder, like looking back at it, like obviously back like then, how's, I was, how's it going to yeah. develop your muscles? Yeah. Like, like back then I was just, Oh, cool, man. We get the dumbbell bench, like four sets of 12. Like, awesome. Like, all right. Like now it's just like, yeah, it's like way too much volume for like a kid. Yeah. So for, for uh, that 13, I would say the kind of 15, basically just going to be a lot of, developmental stuff just working those mechanics um, just getting kids comfortable because honestly the biggest thing for those kids is body awareness um you're at that awkward puberty stage and you're not really comfortable with your body um you're still growing you know probably growing at a more rapid rate so we're just doing a lot of body weight stuff isometric stuff just getting them comfortable holding those positions and just getting them used to things um, once they get you know comfortable and they progress, once they get to like I would say like 15 through their senior year, that's when we're really hitting the weights hard. Depending on if it's in season, off season, preseason, whatever the case may be, um, just working on explosiveness, staying healthy, a lot of injury prevention stuff. I shouldn't say prevention because you know you really can't prevent you know 100 like of injuries. Kind of just more, strengthening more, yeah. those muscles. Yeah, to just make it injury. To... Yeah, yeah, injury reduction. Um, I like to say, uh, you know, just getting kids ready to kind of transition to like the, the next, um, the next stage. Okay. Now my last question about it is what are you going to do for a guy like me, Byron? Uh, A guy like me who's been sitting on his couch, retired athlete. He wants Mm -hmm. to be active, doesn't know how, what are you doing for me? Listen, man, we're going to start small. All right. Very small. Cause I know you got a, you got a pretty different like work schedule, right? You work throughout the night, don't you? Okay, we'll, we'll talk vaguely me, not, not actually me. People yeah. Uh, vague, okay. No, honestly. <laughs> uh, similar to me who were retired athletes. We want to be active. We just don't have the time. Yeah. No, what are we honestly, doing? Uh, 
I think the first thing that, that you can do is get active. Uh, if you're sitting around a lot, just think of different alternatives. Um, if you're the type of person that looks for the first parking spot at Walmart or Trader Joe's, wherever you go, maybe let's go for the 10th parking spot in the lot, you know, just to get a couple extra steps in. But you got to think about it. You got to find the one that's close to the buggy cart. So you easier for your buggy too. All right. There you go. Trips and tips right there. All right. But um, no, honestly, man, you just gotta, gotta get active. You gotta find something and uh, hold yourself to it. Uh, even if it means just getting active for 10, 15 minutes, that's 10 to 15 minutes more than what you've done the day before. And then once we start, you know, giving that good effort for those 10 to 15 minutes, now we're going to get a little bit more consistent with that. And then we're going to start progressively overloading, um, you know, that 10 to 15 minutes or the weights or the reps, whatever the case may be, depending on your goal. So that's why I always encourage people, you know, just take that small step forward, even though it's a small one, you're still going forward at the end of the day. Absolutely. Well, Byron, I want to thank you so much for coming on back to the Berg this yeah, week. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It was nice to catch up with you. Uh, it's always fun to catch up with you when I can. Um, everybody, be sure to go follow his fitness Instagram. It's bmayers underscore fit. Go yes, follow him. And hey, his DMs are open. That's how I got uh, on the podcast. That's how you can get him to be your personal trainer. Uh, yeah, always open, remote personal sessions i do it all all right <laughs> he's a versatile guy he'll, he'll, he'll take care of you don't worry about it but byron yeah thank you for coming on and i'm glad we could uh highlight your venture into personal fitness yeah i appreciate it Bob. All right, we're at home with Claire, who is warming up for a bit of boxer size. Yep, she's welcomed in the new year with a fancy new workout setup. Look at that branded punch bag with matching gloves. And that gorgeous coordinated athleisure. So coordinated. She is working out and working it. Well, with prices this good on designer workout gear, how couldn't she? Whoa! She's back on the sofa. With her feet in an excellently priced foot spa. Iconic. Get those toes to Marshalls. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices. At Marshalls. Marshalls.